Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Hi, how are you? Welcome into a, a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. We've been doing it together for 20 years now. Pleasure to be doing it. Miss Bree is uh, producing the broadcast today. We thank you for tuning in. If you're on Facebook Live, hello. If you have a question or a comment you want to get to us via Facebook Live, uh, you can submit it, and Bree will let us know what your question happens to be. Well, college basketball tonight, you can hear Florida and Georgia beginning at 625. And a guy who covers college basketball for the Sporting News is going to be our first guest. Mike DeCourcy joins us now. Mike, welcome in. How are you? I'm good, Steve. How are you? Uh, I'm well. Thanks for doing this. Um, Let me start, Mike, by asking about the SEC because, you know, those who are SEC uh, apologists – believe that the SEC is one of the best leagues in the country, but there really is no elite team, although it's a pretty deep league. When you look at at this league from where you sit, what do you see? You know, it's funny. I, you, you use the term apologist, and to be honest with you, uh, for the previous decade, they needed apologists. I mean, they, they owed it to us. I mean, it was bad. It was there were, there were moments, and they had some really good teams, the Kentucky team that won in 2012, and uh, and the team that went undefeated to the Final Four in 2015. And, you know, uh, obviously the, the teams that made the, the Elite Eight last year, uh, I thought that Florida's getting to the Elite Eight after losing Johnny Bunu when they did was an astonishing accomplishment. And, of course, what South Carolina was able to do in getting to the Final Four was remarkable. But as a league, it was, it's been bad. But now it's good. It's I mean, it's on the verge of really good, but it's, I, you know, from a standpoint of depth and competitiveness, and, you know, obviously they haven't had the best luck uh, in the sense of what, you know, what might have been with Michael Porter. Uh, how, how does that change the, the, uh, the scope of the league? But they don't have anything to apologize for now. Uh, they're having a terrific year. It's, you know, I, I, was, watching, I was watching Alabama-Auburn a couple weeks ago maybe, and it just struck me, and I said, isn't it great to be enjoying watching SEC basketball again? And I don't just mean Kentucky against whoever. I mean, like, two guys, two teams that aren't Kentucky and being really excited about what you're seeing. It was terrific, and, and it's, it's really exciting to see that again. It is. It's, it is really good for the league. When you look at Florida, and again, I think what Coach White has accomplished without – Igbunu, without Chase Johnson, without Isaiah Stokes, and with a very thin front court, has been a pretty darn good coaching job. Would you concur with that? I'd say you're going too easy on it. Maybe not wanting to sound like a homer, but <laughs> uh, he's done an amazing job. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I guess uh, you know it, you'd, you'd wish that uh, uh, that it was a you know, the, you know, obviously if you're a fan, you'd wish that the league was a little. I mean, excuse me, that the record was a little bit better. Uh, you know, some of the non-conference losses uh, uh, that that occurred. I mean, they, not that none of them was forgivable, but uh, I, I'm sure that uh, Gators fans were wishing they were sitting there a little better than 15-6, but not that they necessarily have a right to be. Uh, I, with as you mentioned, all the 
all the player absences with Kevon Allen slumping, uh, and that they're still able to fight to second place in the league. Uh, and, you know, I, I think what we saw last year was a team that you know, it's going to sustain its success, and it's going to find a way to elevate itself the deeper we get into the season. So, I, you know, and, of course, I don't know what John's um, – uh, horizon is, I, you know, I know that they're still hopeful that he'll get back and be a contributor. Uh, and if you can get that, that'd be awesome for both him and for, and for the Gators. Uh, but with what they do have, uh, they're doing a, a wonderful job. It just seems like this year, Mike, and it's maybe just what I, th- it seems like that more of the so-called power five schools are doing better and certainly St. Mary's and, you know, Nevada, maybe Boise are there. But does it seem like more of the mid-majors, so to speak, aren't quite the Cinderella's as in past years? Or do you think I'm wrong on that? Yeah, I think what we're seeing is I, what I attribute it to, and I could be wrong about this, but what I attribute it to is the is the coverage of recruiting. And I like some of my best friends are recruiting analysts, but... You know, I go way back with Evan Daniels and Brian Snow. Uh, they're good buddies of mine, and and I don't. And I think they do a wonderful job. So I'm not saying that what they're doing is wrong, but what I'm saying is that the way the players of today respond to that, you know, that I think that they all gravitate more toward the higher level leagues. And it, you know, it's not like uh, it's, to be honest with you, it's easier to get seen on television. If you play for Cincinnati or Gonzaga or uh, Wichita State now that they're in the American, it's easier to get seen on television than it is in probably at least a third of the of the members of the ACC uh, because they don't, you know, their package doesn't put all their games on. Their third level games, or some of their second maybe, uh, they don't get on national TV. They get on local packages, uh, regionally. Uh, uh, distributed the uh, syndication packages but they're not all i mean like if you're cincinnati pretty much every game you're playing is either on espn or it's on the cbs sports network um if you if you're at uh, gonzaga you're on almost every time you play but if you're at Pitt, you know you get good luck finding it yeah uh and so so it's not it's not so much television exposure and and certainly the kids don't care about uh whether or not uh, the school ha- is making more money off TV or whatever. So it all comes down to when you make your announcement. Uh, you know, what do your friends think? Uh, they, you know, they they see you say, "I'm going to Duquesne," and they're like, "What? What? <laughs> you know, why would you do that?" Uh, well, you know, I can play right away, and the coach is good, and he's going to get me ready to to make some money in the game. Yeah, but you know, all the good players are going to. Clemson or wherever. So I think that I think that's a significant factor that's really changed the, the scope of college basketball. Mike, do you think Tom Izzo is in any danger at Michigan State with what's taken place there? Steve, I don't know what the future holds. We there there is an interim. Actually, there is not an interim president. There is an acting president. There is no interim president at Michigan State, even let alone a permanent one. There is no athletic director after tomorrow. I suppose that they will name an interim there, too, but they have not, to my knowledge, done that up yet. Uh, so I don't know what the future holds. I, I know that Tom is very committed to trying to be a force in the Michigan 
community and the Lansing community uh, for you know for uh, the victims. They what what they like to call them survivors uh, um, of the abuse, um, which is which is an excellent term. Uh, to uh, you know, you're tempted to use the other, but they like to call them survivors, and and I do agree with that. I, I think that's a, that's a really uh, positive term to use. And so he's he's been very much, um, you know, in in, in his public uh, displays uh, twice after games since this uh, report uh, was revealed. Um, he's been very emphatic that he wants to be a force to help the healing and. You know the people that I know uh, that know him best would tell you that that he uh, that that would be a position that he would handle well. I'll leave you with a two-part last question. Uh, if you had to make this decision today, and obviously it's going to change, how many SEC teams do you think get in? And then nobody knows the answer to this, Mike. Speculative question. You know all the stuff that came out with the FBI probe. They could come out with something tomorrow. Is your sense that probe is not done and more could happen when more information comes out? Well, those are two very different questions. Yes, they are. So I hope I have enough time <laughs> to answer them. But uh, I'll take the second one first. Okay. They, 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 they have 10 defendants, 10 or 10, I guess they call them defendants, uh, 10 people that have been, um, that were arrested. And and those ten people will be processed through the justice system, and part of that may involve negotiation with the justice department. Um, and and so that means that there is the potential for others to be uh, implicated. Uh, however, uh, you know I've been saying this all along. When when people said tip of the iceberg, you know, and all that stuff, and and the and, and the excuse me, the FBI. Uh, representative who was at the press conference kind of intimated that, but I really have felt all along look they had an active sting operation that was yielding significant results. If there were more significant results to be yielded, there was no reason to shut it down because they already had a lot of tape uh, and stuff uh, on on various um, on, on the ten people that they did impl- implicate so uh, if they if there were more targets that they could have taken, I don't see any reason why they would have shut it down. So in my mind, they either felt like they had what they wanted, uh, and then they were going to go from there, or they felt like they were, had invested all the resources in it that they wanted, or they had maybe um, tried some other avenues and, and had the doors closed on. So any one of those three says, may, you know, well, well I'm not going to pretend that this is the only um misbehavior for lack of a better term that occurs in NCAA basketball I'm not going to begin to pretend that um but uh I didn't think that that this was likely to lead to a more sweeping uh indictment of college basketball at large okay second question first question I guess yeah I, you know I, the funny thing is as much as deep as the league is and 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 how wonderfully competitive it is. It's almost too much so at this point. They, what the SEC, SEC needs now over the course of February is separation. They need the bad teams where they exist and they really don't, and that's the problem. To be bad, I mean, Ole Miss has hurt your league in the sense that they've gone four and four, 
after a really poor non-conference. South Carolina has hurt a little bit from the sense that you know they were if they had gotten their game on Saturday, um, you know, then they would have been right in the picture. Uh, it, you know, if they'd been able to win at the Texas Tech game, uh, that would have really made made up for some tough non-conference play. Uh, so, um, you know, I think that you're looking at probably six or seven, but the league is better than that and could easily create more circumstances for themselves where they could really go as deep as eight or nine if you could just get the teams at the bottom to stop winning games. <laughs> uh, Mike, where can people uh, see your work and find you? At TSN Mike on Twitter, TSN Mike. Uh, and if you want to go straight to the page, sportingnews.com, and also on weekends, uh, if you have cable, uh, if you have DirecTV or you have a cable package that has Big Ten Network, uh, you can find me on Channel 610 on on DirecTV or, uh, or wherever your cable package has it. Amazing stuff. Mike, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you for taking the time. We'll get you back in a few weeks, and we'll get closer to March Madness here. Sounds like a lot of fun. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. Always a good guy and always uh, treats us well. Mike DeCourcy covering college basketball for the Sporting News. 1218 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry. Well, the answer is always yes. We'll open the phone lines for you. Got a couple of more guests, too. Stick with us here on Sports Scene.